Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. All right, well, welcome back to this week's episode of The Armory. We are getting really, really close to finishing our first series. Woohoo! Well, maybe that's sad. Maybe I shouldn't woohoo. Well, yeah, no, that's kind of fun. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about the Helmet of Salvation. Uh, which is the second to last armor piece. There actually may be not just one other episode out of this. We might do a third episode. We might. The last, one of the last parts of that passage. We'll see. Um, but we're really excited. I feel like this is probably one of the most important armor pieces to talk about. Oh, yeah. Just For the sure. application, the implication, all of it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot we could say, but we're going to try and keep it simple. Before we do that, I feel like we have to update people on big news that we have. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to surprise me with big news? No. Okay. Um, so we've been on the hunt for a second vehicle. Yeah. And we just got it. It's coming on Friday. Hashtag thank you, Carvana. Yeah. Um, it's getting literally Sponsor delivered us. to our front door, which is weird. That is I've weird. I've always seen the car commercial for it, but I'm like, that's for the rich people. Someone but at church actually was not. like, you can get it delivered to your house? I know. I was so, like... Yeah. That, yeah, you can, but that's not for people like us. But yeah. apparently it can be. So you too can have your car delivered to your house. So we're getting a minivan. 21st century. We wanted yeah. a second car, and we wanted a car that would last us a while with our family as we are starting it and also hoped in the future to continue growing it. So we like, let's just get the minivan. And We've and both like grew up in minivan Listen, families people, and like you, minivans. If you don't like minivans, you just, you're just trying to save face. You're just trying to be cool. Because let's be honest, the minivan... Is the one of the greatest vehicles ever made? There's just so many things about it Optimum for children. Storage. <laughs> You're gonna list them. Optimum gas mileage for the size of a vehicle. Yeah, that's true. Crazy good space. You already said optimal storage. Storage, not space. Space for to be. Oh, like to be there like in there. Leg room, insane. All three rows. The most important for kids is the doors on the car. The, the sliding door with a with a car. Automatic seat. sliding door, depending on what year you get. TV, maybe. Does ours have a TV? I don't think so. I don't, we didn't get that. We got the backup camera. Our kids camera. don't need a Backup TV. camera. Our kids, we're, 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 we're going <laughs> to no. we're, we're not going to tell our kids that TV exists until they figure it out on their own. We're just yeah, they're not like, going to know what it is. Like, until they ride in like someone TV? else's like, minivan. Oh, yeah, we have that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> until they ride in a different minivan. Fun fact, the first time I, first and only time I ever watched Avatar was in a minivan on the minivan TV. So were that's probably why I think it? that movie is terrible. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, that is probably why you think it's terrible. You didn't know I, I thought that movie was... N- okay. No, I knew that about your th- gotcha. how you thought about the Let movie. Me, I should say this again. Avatar is not terrible. It's overhyped. I understand completely why it was revolutionary for the special yeah. effects and the CGI. That all is great for the time period. Yeah. The storyline of the movie, I'm pretty sure if you gave me 30 minutes, I can make a better movie with a better story that's much more compelling. That movie is not, it's not good. Yeah, I only ever watch like the first half and then I feel like I fall asleep. I think people are going to realize it when there's a new one coming out. Not like right away, but it's maybe like in the next year or so it's coming out, it looks like. Yeah. I think people are going to realize that it's not a very good movie franchise when the, the CGI is not going to blow people away like it used to because, you know, we've gotten so much better. It's not going to revolutionize Yeah, like Jurassic Park. So like they're, just, they're going to have to rely, yeah, don't even get started World. <laughs> on Jurassic World's, the new movie CGI. Good movie. CGI is not nothing to write home. Thumbs about. down. Anyway, 
they're going to realize when the movie's like just plot, no CGI, they're like, oh, well, why did we watch this? Why did, why we, did we wait like 15 years Why for did we all movie? dress up like Avatar and why did we all... Just kidding. Speaking guys, of but... salvation, <laughs> we need to get off that. But before... Yeah, you're a dark I digress. Before we get into what we want to talk about today, we probably should recap. Yeah, we should. What are the armor pieces are, yeah. where we've been going, what the series is yeah. about. So whether you've been here from the beginning of the series or just kind of jumping in um we're going through the armor of god that's in scripture it's laid out for us and so far we've talked about these pieces of armor we've done the belt of truth we did the breastplate of righteousness we did the gospel of peace which are the sandals and then we did the shield of faith so we've covered like four pretty hardy topics Mm -hmm. our goal is always to keep it simple for you guys yeah but Today, like Matt said, this is important. This is probably one of the most important things. If you're going to send somebody a podcast, send them this one on salvation. The helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to start jumping right in. Um, before we kind of, well, first we're going to jump in to outline the gospel for you guys. Yeah. That's what we want to do. What is salvation? What is salvation? What is the gospel? Um, and that's kind of where we need to start before we talk about why it's a piece of armor. Yeah. Um, and hopefully as we do that, you guys will know why it's in the armor of God, um, as we explain it. But sure. before that, cause that's going to be a lot of verses thrown at you guys. Um, I just wanted to give a forward, like quick definition. This is actually something I learned in middle school from my camp small group leader at the time. And I've used this to teach kids the gospel and forwards, um, but it's just really quick and easy. So four words, Jesus in my place. That's what the gospel is. Jesus took your place for you. He's in your place. Um, And there's so much more than that that Mm -hmm. could be said. But I think just kind of that framework of having something succinct that you can memorize and say for days when you're like, oh, I need to remind myself of the gospel and of my salvation today. Use those four words, like Jesus in my place. Um, and hopefully as we go through these Bible verses, that just expands on what that means even further. Yeah. I think what we want to do kind of just in this little section, going through the gospel real quick and what, what salvation is, is kind of just give you guys a quick, but also just very complete picture of what the gospel looks like, why it's important. And we want to throw a lot of scripture at you. We're going to either whether we reference scripture or read the references, we want you guys to know like this, you don't, don't take our word for this, like go look at these scriptures and see how beautiful they are. Mm-hmm. Um, this, what you're about to hear in the next couple minutes is the most important thing you will ever hear in your life. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's coming from my mouth, or Eliana's mouth. Yeah. What we're saying comes from scripture. And because of that, there's nothing more important than listening yeah. to what we have to say. Yeah. And it has, regardless if you're a believer or not, like Christians continue to preach the gospel to yourselves. If you're not a Christian, if you, if we go through this thing and you're like, Whoa, I've never heard that before. Like, Praise the Lord, this is the gospel, and it's, yeah. it's beautiful, it's important. But we kind of just want to walk through some major points here. And yeah. Some points maybe people haven't thought of as, as being included in, in the gospel and what it is. Yeah. So the goal here is that it's simple, but it's also like yeah. thorough in the Bible verses that we're providing for you guys, because we do want to provide resources. That's what this is for. Um, so if you're like listening to this in the car or like while you're doing something, that's great. Listen to it. If you're sitting down listening to this, like, or you have a, a way to like take your phone out, maybe just write down these verses. Mm-hmm. Like, write. We're gonna list quite a few, so just write them down. Yeah. 
grab a pencil, grab your phone. But yeah. um, if not, that's okay too. Just listen and think about what we're going to say. Yeah, and we have a we just have a couple main points here. Um, each one of these points could be an entire podcast by itself. Like, yeah. there's a lot that we could be said about it, but we just want to, at a minimum, let you know what the points of the gospel are and introduce them, and just so you guys can all hear them and hopefully it's in a fresh way. So the first is this idea, and you got to understand this to understand the gospel that God created us to be in perfect union with Him. Like that is who we were created to be. Um, originally, and we see that kind of in Genesis one twenty seven, and where God talks about, it says, "So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them, male and female. He created them. So this idea that God created us in His own likeness, and we were created to be in fellowship with Him and union with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, our original design, when Adam and Eve were created, was to be created in a way that there was no division between us and God, in the sense that there was unity, there was harmony." Um, and unfortunately that didn't last, but that's how we were originally created. Yeah. So like Matt said, that didn't last that perfect union that God had with us, um, in the creation and not much farther in Genesis three is where we see what happened. So Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve ultimately broke that union with their sin, that perfect union. Um, it was ruined because of sin. And so this is the verse Genesis three, six, It says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. So both Adam and Eve together made a decision to sin and sin entered the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was because it was desirable. Um, They thought they could gain wisdom, all these things. But And it's not like this thing like, okay... That's just like a, a short snippet of that of that story. Yeah. Like eating fruit is not a sin. In yeah. fact, I would recommend you go get some fruit today and eat it. <laughs> fruit is good for you. But it's the fact that God told them, hey, you see that fruit in that tree? Mm-hmm. Don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, do not do that thing. They were given all of the land and everything that God had just created except for this one thing. Yeah. Um, and go read Genesis 3. Read how yeah. Satan took the, the direct words of God and twisted them exactly and made um, made them sound like lies. Um, That's it's what very, they were. Very interesting. Yeah. So don't, and, yeah, go go into Genesis three yeah. and look at that. We're trying to get main points here, but like there's so much there in that. In that story. And also, if you do that, if you go read Genesis three, like pay attention to how Satan is lying to Adam and Eve, um, because I think it's it's very similar to the way Satan lies to us today. Mm-hmm. So, Adam and Eve they broke that union uh, when they sinned. So what happened? Sin entered the world. Shocker. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, and so Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way death came to all people because all sinned. So Adam and Eve sinned. That has extended to us, to everybody else on the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, sin entered the world. And then again, all people have sinned. Romans 3.23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there's really no getting out of it um, at this point. Like scripture makes it very, very clear that this is something that extends to everybody, men, women, all ages. Like Mm -hmm. we are sinners. Like sin has entered the world. Yeah. And so like that in itself is really bad news. Really, really bad God created us to be a certain way. We chose a different way. And because of that, we have to reap the consequences of our sin, which Mm -hmm. is at face value, it looks like our hope, I mean, our destiny is eternal separation from God. Yeah. That's what it seems like. But then 
you know, God did something amazing. He, um, like we, but we'll get to that. But he basically said, like, okay, we, <laughs> we now need a way to be united to God again. Like, because mm-hmm. we want to have that unity restored. And we see that in 1 Peter 3.18. It says, for Christ also suffered once for sins. He's talking about there's death on the cross. The righteous for the unrighteous. Christ, that's that idea mm-hmm. of Jesus in our place. Christ the righteous for everyone else, the mm-hmm. unrighteous, to bring you to God. That's how that gap was bridged. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you, the sinner, to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Mm. And I think that's just um, a really beautiful picture. I know Eliana is going to talk about the plan specifically um, that, that God had in order to bring us salvation. But there had to be a way for unity to come back, us to come back to God. Um, And it wasn't anything we could do. Um, It was all Christ. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's what's so, so sweet. Like, well, there's so many sweet things about the gospel. But um, just the idea that God in his, like, in being perfect, the reason he created us was for relationship, was for unity with us. And so that's why even though he created a perfect union, we broke it. That's why yeah. there's a plan. Like that's why God has a plan is yeah. because he wants that relationship with us. And what a loving God we serve that would have a plan for us. And then despite our rebellion, say, I love them so much that even though they don't want this in and of themselves, like they chose sin, people chose sin. I'm going to choose to save them and yeah. provide a way for them to be saved. Yeah. Like, that's the coolest thing. God is love. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, God had a plan. And so we're just going to dive right in. This is the gospel. He sent his perfect son to become human. Okay. So John three sixteen, like God loved the world that he sent his son, um, here for us. And so what did Jesus do while he was there here on earth? Well, one, he lived a perfect life. So first Peter two twenty two says he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. This is very important to the gospel, the idea that Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. Like, we cannot live a perfect life. Like, I don't know, Matt, you're kind of close, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I'm really kidding. No, <laughs> She's definitely really kidding. <laughs> but um, just the idea that part of God's plan um, was that Jesus was going to be human and be here, but he had to live the perfect life for us. Like that was a necessity. And then first Peter three eighteen, he died a perfect death for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. So you read that earlier, but he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And what we see is just, again, Jesus in our place. Like, he was righteous. We are not. He lived a perfect life when we cannot. Um, and that's what was needed. That's what God's plan was for humanity to be restored to him yeah. um, and to have perfect union with him. Do you want to expand on that at all? Yeah, I mean, it's just th- just thinking about the idea that the solution to our sin was God's son's death. Yeah. is the ultimate act of love. Um, it's a sacrifice that, you know, it would be impossible for us to make because it's more than just me saying, okay, like, could I fathom sacrificing my son? Like Abraham had to yeah. sacrifice Isaac. Maybe. 
sure, I could maybe fathom that because that's something that could happen. But for God, eternal, to, 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 to take a member of the Trinity and dis, dislocate that member and mm-hmm. have them become humble to the point where they become a human, live a perfect life, and then still have yeah. to die, that's unfathomable. Yeah. And so that was the only way. Christ had to assume humanity. He had to assume our sin nature, but live a perfect life within mm-hmm. that and then die for the sins of the world. Christ on the cross bore all of our sins. Everything we've ever done, everything we ever will do, everything that's ever been done, and everything that ever will be done, it was all laid on the cross to the point where God had to look his face away. And Christ said, it is finished. It's done. But the beautiful part about that um, comes a little bit later, which is just really cool. Yeah, I was just going to say too, like... um I think what's really, really important about Christianity and the gospel is the idea of like our God is triune. And so even when Jesus came here as human, like he was part of the Trinity. He was God and like, um, like he was both God and man. And you don't find that in other religions where like their Godhead is choosing to become human and enter into like a sinful world. Like that's just not something that's Mm -hmm. like in other religions. And so, the reason like that's just like the gospel is so beautiful because we get to see Jesus be both God and man and live a perfect life um but like you said that's just unfathomable that God would choose to do that to part of the trinity to Mm -hmm. his son Um, yeah because there's plenty of religious systems that have this great schism where where God or, or some deity is separated from man and then what that deity will do is say okay this is this is the way to salvation. Do these things. Yeah. Pray these prayers. Perform these things. You know, yeah. sacrifice this. Yeah. But instead, you know, that's just not. Those are all the. And we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. Like ways people try to find salvation. Those mm-hmm. are all false religions that preach a false gospel. Yeah. The true gospel is much more beautiful. Where Christ, where God said hey, they're not going to get to me. It's impossible. Yeah, like I know you cannot do this. But I'm going to make a way mm-hmm. and send my son. Um, but the beautiful thing is when Christ died on the cross, a lot of times Christians, I think, that's where they, they their belief of the gospel ends. Like Christ died on the cross for my sins, mm-hmm. period. I'm that's like, good. great. Yeah. That's a great place to start. But that in and of itself would be absolutely useless. Right. Because... If Christ is still dead, then we still owe. And the beautiful thing is that he did not stay dead. And we see this in Matthew 28, 5 and 6. It says, The angel said to the women, and these are the women who are at the tomb, Do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. And this is the, this is the beautiful part of the resurrection. So when Christ died... All the sins of the world died with him. Mm-hmm. And when he rose, they stayed in the tomb. Mm-hmm. Only Christ came out. Yeah. Christ came out risen. Um, and I think this is really important for us to understand why the resurrection is so important and, and so crucial to our faith. And we see this in Romans 6, 5 and 6. It says this, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Wow. So because of the resurrection, we can now have life. If Christ was still dead, if our, if our gospel ended with and Christ died, period, 
then we still owe the penalty for our sin because Christ never actually had victory over sin. But that's not the case. The, 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 the reality is that Christ did rise again. Not only did he die for our sins, not only did he live a perfect life, he became a human just like us. He lived a perfect life. He died for the sins of the world. He, mm-hmm. But he, at the same time, he rose again three days later. He left sin in the grave <laughs> and he came out victorious and he still is alive today. He's yeah. able to be not just our our king, but our high priest. Mm-hmm. He sits at the right hand of the father and that is the part of the gospel that we just cannot leave out. Yeah. Wow. That's good. It's like you just don't want to add anything else to scripture and what it's saying. Yeah. But well, it's just like, there's warnings about that. Yeah. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't <you> do that. <laughs> But um, really, guys, that is like Jesus in our place. That's mm-hmm. the gospel. And so to finish kind of up this section, what must you do to have salvation? I know. Like, what? Like, like, okay, great. All that happened. How, do how can I receive that? Yeah. And the thing is, like Matt said this at the beginning, this is not something we're saying from our mouths, and that's why it's true. Like, there's this verse in Scripture that's repeated when it talks that I think the church has repeated when it comes to salvation. And I think that's absolutely necessary just to repeat this verse because God put it here so that there was no questions about how you can come to know the Lord or how you are saved. And so Romans 10, 9, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so we've talked about this before. It's a belief if you declare it with your mouth, if you believe it in your heart, um, you will be saved. And I don't think you need to add anything to that. Jesus keep God keeps it simple for us in Scripture. So yeah, let's keep I mean, it simple. If if anyone, I mean, if anyone, anyone who's listening to this who's a Christian knows that, you know, we we can understand what Christ did on the cross, but then it's just simple gift that we have to receive and accept. And it's as simple as confessing with our mouth, hey, Jesus is Lord, repenting of your sin and putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, there's just no other way to live. And I, I know for anyone who's listening to this who is a believer, there's no other way to find peace than to live in that reality. Yeah. The true reality that Christ yeah. died to save sinners like me. Um, and... It's just an amazing truth. I don't think we can get any more clear than Romans ten nine. That's a that's a verse to memorize for sure. Oh yeah. Unless you want to, I mean, memorize all the verses we just listed. Yeah, go back and memorize <laughs> all those. That'll be beneficial to you. Um, but that, here's the issue, right? Like that, the gospel. Hopefully, what we did there is we broke down all these points, got a little deeper. Maybe there's a little, you know, a little high level theology there. But then we brought it back to being simple. This idea that all we had to do is confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. But the problem with that is the world is trying so desperately to search for salvation. I think yeah. it's a misnomer to think that people don't want salvation. The world wants it and they seek seek it everywhere. Um, and I, and I kind of just want to break down real quick some of these some of the places or some of the ways that we try to seek our own salvation. Because it's happening all over the place. It's happening all the time. And honestly, I think some Christians do this. Oh, yeah. Um, inadvertently. Yeah. And when they don't have to. And I, I just want to look at some of these. Um, one of the places the world looks for salvation is in good deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure anyone who has spent any time interacting with people who are not believers or just watching TV hear this all the time. This idea of do good things, 
good things will happen or karma, or, karma yeah. or, you know, if I just keep doing good, if the good outweighs my bad, then maybe I'll be okay with whatever afterlife is to come. I mean, we've heard this with Christians when we're asking them, like we would ask them in part of our old church, like, yeah. why do you think like God should let you into heaven? And that's the answer people give is like, well, I think I've done like more good things than bad things. Yeah. But, and there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot wrong with that whole statement. Like, if you could, we could easily break down like, okay, well, we have to decide what is good. Like yeah. if we, if, is our standard of good the same as God's standard of good? No, it's not. And we could dive into that and maybe we will on another episode, but the, the world tries to look for salvation in themselves. What can I do to get there? And the beautiful thing about the cross is Christ said, you just have to put your faith and trust in what I did in the resurrection, in the, in the cross, because there's no good deeds that will save you. The world looks for salvation in health, wealth, and power. I mean, how many times have we heard, especially nowadays, people talking about how can we expand our life? How can we yeah, save gosh. ourselves? What can we do? Listen, I am one of, if not one of the biggest advocates of health, taking care of your body, but not at the sake of, not, not for self-preservation. Like, yeah. my body will die. I will decay. Like, if I'm going to live a long life on this earth, I want to be as healthy as I can. Sure, I think that's an honoring thing to the Lord. But if I'm looking for salvation in my health, it's not going to work. If I'm looking to accumulate wealth to, to buy things to keep myself alive for as long as possible or, or to think that that's going to be some kind of uh, security blanket for salvation, not going to work. Yeah. If I think power, maybe I have influence. If I could become the president of the United States and have maybe the most authority one man could have or one woman could have in this earth, like, is that going to be securing my salvation? No. Yeah. It's absolutely not. Like if I came to, 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 to Jesus in heaven, if I died and I stood before him and he said, why should I let you into heaven? I'm like, oh, well, I was the president or mm-hmm. I had all the money that you could possibly fathom or my health was impeccable. He's going to look at me and say, I don't know you. Yeah. Like that's not enough. Like you tried so hard to do something that I said was free and simple. And so and you probably could have saved yourself some trouble. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, the world looks for salvation in dead religions and, uh, I just want to be, I want to be really clear when I say this, you know, we have, Eliana and I have strong convictions. Um, there is only one method of salvation and that is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Any religion other than the, the religion taught by people who believe the Bible, I'll say Christianity. I know there's a lot of people who claim to be Christians that aren't teaching the Bible, but we'll say that Christianity, um, any other religion, you can name any single one of them will not get you to heaven. Mm-hmm. They will result in you spending eternity in hell. And that sounds really harsh, really um, exclusive, and it is. Yeah. And that's just the reality. <laughs> the gospel is not a very inclusive uh, thing in the sense that there's only one way to Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's very inclusive in the idea that all who want, <laughs> all who desire salvation can repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus. Mm. But um, these dead religions, no matter what they are, they will not save you. Yeah. We were just watching a documentary. I was going to bring that up. I'm not going to say the name of the documentary. Um, It's on Netflix, but it's it's about a religion. It's about a very popular religion. And there are scenes in the documentary where people are praying prayers that sound a lot like mine. And I'm looking at them thinking, these people are praying to no one. Yeah. They're living their life. They're so passionate. They're, they're like, on fire. And they're like close. In some ways, yeah. They're zealous, right? Zealous, yeah. And that doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you believe something. If it's not true, it's not true. Mm-hmm. So I, I say all that 
because I'm talking about how you know dead religions, the world looks for salvation in dead religions, and a lot of that sounds really harsh. Write me an email, like <laughs> we'll talk about it. I, I can't not say that because if I if I if I try to toe that line, if I try to protect someone's feelings, that could be the difference between them yeah. in eternal separation from God and, or eternal rejoicing with the Lord. Well, and you're preaching scripture, right? Like this isn't something that, like you said, we have strong convictions. It's not in ourselves. Like we have yeah. strong convictions in the truth that's laid out in scripture. And that's why we care so much about this. And, and the last thing I'll say on this is the world looks for salvation oftentimes within. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some people... Um, really would want to just do it on their own. Yeah. What can I do to make it on my own? Um, I was talking with someone a couple days ago and they had a conversation with someone who they walked the gospel through and they said, the person that they were talking to, they said they believe, they truly believe that Jesus is who he said he was. He did what it said he does or did. Um, and he did die for humanity. He did rise again. All that stuff happened, but they decided that they want to do it on their own. They literally looked them in the face and said, I believe all of that, and I'm deciding instead that I'm going to try to figure out a way to save myself. That sucks for them. And I'm like, how can you be so close, and yet the only thing that's keeping you from a, a relationship with God is pride? Yeah. Um, it just blows my mind. We, we look for salvation from within. And there's just so many things I think the world, the world does. Mm-hmm. So many things keeping us away from the truth. And I would implore anyone who's listening to this who maybe – you felt a little stung by what I said. Maybe that was almost like a, Hey, he's talking to me. That hurt my feelings. Um, search the scriptures for the truth. Look at what those verses we just read. And if you do believe that scripture is the final authority and Jesus is who he says he is, then everything we just said about Jesus is true. And you, you can't find salvation any other way. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to one of our podcasts before, and you're hearing this for the first time, like we really do mean this when we say like, reach out to us. Like yeah. if that was confusing or if that did hurt your feelings, like for sure. literally reach out to us. Like we're not joking about that. We don't, we like, we do, we would take that very seriously. Um, and just don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. But I think that was really helpful just to see what is the world doing to search for salvation? Honestly, we could talk about that a lot longer, but what's important? How do, how should Christians live because of their salvation? Yeah, we want to talk about one. this. And this is like, this is all good news. These are good things, like yeah. things that we can do because of our salvation. And so the first one, and it's honestly the opposite of a lot of the things we just said, we can rejoice in our eternal security. Um, mm. There's not really many like analogies that you can come up with for scripture. But for me, I just like think about the most per- the person that makes me feel the most secure. So like when I was growing up, it was definitely my dad. Like if I was with him, I knew nothing bad could happen to me. I felt safe. Um, I would say now that's obviously Matthew. Like there are people in my life that when I'm with them, like I know that I am secure. And there's this idea of security in our world that people long for. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to have jobs that pay us enough money so that we can live in a house and feed our kids. Like just basic security things that we long for. But with Jesus, Mm -hmm. like... We don't just have the things that bring us security. Like we don't just have peace. We don't just have joy. We don't just have comfort. We have perfect peace. We have perfect joy. We have perfect comfort. And we have eternal peace. We have eternal joy. We have eternal comfort. And so it's this idea that we have eternal security and it's perfect. Like there's nothing else that can come close to that besides 
our salvation because of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and there's a lot of scripture to back that up. And I think we will 100% do an episode on eternal security because I know that Christians often wrestle with this idea of how can I know that I'm saved? Yeah. And if I am saved, can I lose my salvation? We can go into that topic at a different time. I'm going to say declaratively and with conviction, the answer is if you are saved, you cannot be unsaved. Um, and we will definitely get into that more. But one of the beautiful things, and I'm, the, the whole reference is escaping me, which I know is not ideal on a podcast, but in John, I believe it's John 8, it says, um, Christ is talking, and he says, all that the Father gives to me, I will in no way cast out. And I think um, the beautiful thing about that is that when, when, when he says all the Father's giving me, that means like all the people who come to me, right, for salvation, <laughs> there will be no way they are cast out. And it's this idea that the power of Christ on the cross and his resurrection is far more powerful than any sin we can commit. And I, I like to liken it to the idea that, you know, if, if man could out-sin the grace of God or if man could sin his way out of grace with God, I promise you mm. that you will. If that was true, you will, and you do not have hope. But if the almighty power of what Christ did on the cross and with his resurrection was enough to save you. It's enough to save you once, finally, and fully. Mm -hmm. So rest in that, search the scriptures on that, and we will definitely have an episode about that because I know that's a big thing that people are dealing with all the time. If you do want that reference really quick, it's John 6, 37. John 6. Yeah, close. You're close. It's bad because I read an entire book that was analyzing just that verse from John Owen. Um, and uh, the whole time, apparently, I couldn't remember the reference. So I remember the John verse. John th- I remember the verse at least. <laughs> no, that's good. The, the references are not inspired. <laughs> <laughs> True. Anyway. Um, okay, so rejoice in our eternal security. What? Else, why? How else should Christians live because of our salvation? Life change. Like we should live yep. knowing our lives have been changed mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. You are given a new life. You're given a new identity. Again, all over in Scripture. Um, our old self has been put to death as we get to put on our new self self. Um, now that we're in our new self, we get all of these things like the fruit of the spirit and a community of brothers and sisters. Like mm-hmm. we have a fully new life and a fully new identity. Like that's it. Yeah. Um, and we were singing a song, I think a couple weeks ago now in church and it was just like, it said, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Like, I was a prisoner and now I'm not. All over in Christian music, you see that story of mm-hmm. like, I once was lost, but now I'm found. Like, I was a sinner. Like, I've been set free. Like, all of these things of like, is antithesis the right word? Where it's just like the complete opposite. Like, we had an old life. We were sinners. And now scripture calls us saints. Yeah. If you read in the New Testament, all over Paul addresses the church as his saints, his brothers and sisters in Christ. There's so much like power that comes through the, our new identity. Um, and like, mm-hmm. praise the Lord yeah. that we need to live like that. And I think it, that kind of connects really well with eternal security. Like, yeah. let's just go practical for a second. How do I know I'm saved? Like, is has your life changed? Yeah. Uh, yes. Congratulations. Like obviously lots of stuff can change your life, but that's something to help you. It has my life not changed. If that's the case, you might want to ask that question. Maybe I'm not saved. And I, and I, that sounds really harsh too, but I gotta, you have to understand this. It is impossible, impossible for you to come into an encounter yeah. with the God of the universe and not be changed. Yeah. 
if there's no change in your life, if you're still living in, in the same sins, um, if there's no repentance, there's no conviction of sin, there's nothing about your life that's changed, you're probably not a Christian. Yeah. That's not my place to judge or, or to assess by any means. And I'm not saying I, there's sins that I committed in my old life that I still will commit. Like I will be sinning. Sins are going to occur in my life. Yeah. The difference is, do I feel convicted about those sins? Yes. Am I actively striving to not commit those sins because I'm a new person? Like I have a, I'm a new creation in Christ. Uh, the old things about my life have passed away and the new things have come. Like if that's the case, okay, I'm not saying that we're not going to sin because that's definitely not the case. But there's going to be life change. Yeah. It's going to be evident. And people probably around you will see it. You, there's probably evidence that's very, very active in your life. And I think that's important to know is that like people in your life should be seeing that and witnessing that. Sure. And if you have people who are close in your life who have said they're Christians and you're not seeing life change in them, I would just encourage you, like, I know that can be really, really hard. I've talked to so many people yeah. who say, my daughter is just like, there's no life change in her after she's like accepted Jesus. And I've asked them the question, are you like sure that they're saved? Like, do they understand the gospel? Like, yeah. do they believe that? Because there is going to be life change that happens. And so I would just encourage sure. you, like, walk alongside someone gently, but also like, I don't want to say forcefully, but like hold to your conviction, like encourage them and say like, it would be like if we got married and one of our friends noticed that my life didn't change at all once we got married. If I wasn't living at the house, if I wasn't hanging out with you and eating dinner with you and doing like, if I wasn't, if I wasn't living in union (laughs) with you as my spouse, there would be plenty of people that in my life that would notice that and that would call me out on that. Maybe graciously, maybe not, but that would be like, they would be doing that. And so just remember that. Yeah, I mean, and make it real practical. If you have a friend or someone you know who you don't don't see any evidence of fruit in their life, treat them like a Mm non-believer. And you're like, wait, what do you you mean by treat them like a non-believer? Love them, show them the gospel by how you live, and teach and preach the gospel to them. There you go. there's no there's no reason why first off we shouldn't be sharing and reminding our, our fellow believers of the mm-hmm. gospel but if you have a friend who you're questioning their salvation treat them like a non-believer in the sense that maybe they need to hear the gospel maybe they just need to be reminded of it and they need to rem- be reminded of the power of the gospel and it will change the way they live or maybe they've really not accepted christ as their lord and yeah. savior because if you have not accepted christ as your lord and savior you are not a christian and if that if that's not true of you you will not um, spend eternity with Jesus. Yeah. And that's like, that's the big thrust of this idea of this helmet of salvation. Like, please don't miss that salvation. You need salvation and Christ is the only one who offers it. Yeah. So just kind of to recap, Christians should live well with rejoicing in their eternal security, understanding that their lives have been changed. And then just to repeat some things we've already mentioned, just remember that works do not save you. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about that. Like this is something Jesus Christ did. Um, it's not something you can earn. Um, and then stop living like the resurrection never happened. Right. Matt talked about that. Um, yeah. That oftentimes we say, what's the gospel? Well, Jesus died for my sins. Praise the Lord. Also, Jesus arose from the dead is living like next to the father and your sins do not raise like to rise with him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. And I think, so we, we said a lot, right? I hope the gospel was made clear. I hope it got deeper and I hope we saw some of the ways that Christians, they try to live, um, or, or people try to live searching for salvation and also, 
um, how Christians should live because of, of our salvation. But I also want to talk real quick about why this is an armor piece. We, we want to do that for each of these armor pieces. We want to explain why it's here. So we have to look at this idea of, the salvation part might be pretty clear at this point, but we have to look at this idea of a helmet. It's the helmet of salvation. I want you guys for a second just to picture the image of a helmet. And that could be some old Roman centurion piece of armor helmet. It could be a football helmet, a bike helmet. It really doesn't matter. Picture the idea of a helmet and what it does. Um, it's something that provides protection. It's something that gives you security. It's something that promotes vitality and like wh why do we put so much emphasis on having a helmet like why do you have to wear like a bike helmet when you're riding on your bike or you're riding a motorcycle because your head is the most one of the most important things about you preserving mm -hmm. your head and keeping it safe it's this idea that we want to put something on so that if we fall off our bike or you fall off a horse or if you're in battle, let's say in an old, con <laughs> even in modern context, we, they, military, they wear helmets. If something yeah. happens, if an if a explosion goes off and a piece of shrapnel flies and it hits your helmet, it's going to protect your head. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea that's being given by this idea of, of a helmet. That salvation is not just protection. It's not just security. It's vitality. It's life itself. Without it, we are doomed. We're mm -hmm. worthless. We need salvation. And that's the image that's being, trying to be drawn there. Yeah. And I think it's also important to understand, like, we've talked about this in our past episodes, the armor pieces, like, we've talked about the idea that um, truth and righteousness and peace, like, these are truths from God. This is Christ's righteousness. This is peace that comes from God. And it's the same with salvation. It's not our salvation. It's Christ's. Mm -hmm. The salvation is Jesus Christ himself. And it's the salvation. He provides the himself yeah. for us. And it's not something that I do. It's not something I can do to gain. Um, all I have to do is put my faith and trust in Jesus and what he's done on the cross and with his resurrection. Amen. And that's why this is an armor piece. And it's why it's so important. Amen. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to everything we had to say about the gospel, about salvation. It's a lot. It's a lot. But um, I hope it was simple enough that you could take something away from it. Um, Jesus in my place. Yep. That would be the one thing. If you only took one thing away. But I want to talk about the challenge for this week challenge time because i'm excited about it um so like matt said at the beginning of this episode our series is almost ending so we have this episode one more we might do another one we might not but that means after that matt and i are on our own we yep. have to come nest. up out of the nest <laughs> we have to come up with topics for each episode um, we have some topics, I would say. Not an episode goes by where we don't at least say once. Yeah, that's true. This could be true. a podcast episode. Yeah, that's true. But here's your challenge for this week. It requires some thinking and then some action. Come up with a topic that you want us to talk about. Come mm -hmm. up with a topic. I feel like a lot of you guys probably have topics or you have questions about things. Yeah. Um, it can be random it can be something you've just thought of now it can be something you've thought about your whole life sure something you want to talk about a topic for us that we could talk about and then contact us somehow and let us know so a few ways you can contact us we have an email yeah it's the armory podcast all one word at gmail.com so email us at the armory podcast at gmail or you can follow us on instagram at armory podcast very simple easy way to do it if you know matt and i just reach out and let us know yeah. uh if you 
see us walking down the street you can tell us um <laughs> this podcast has so many viewers that, <laughs> that every time we walk outside the street we are just bombarded with people who listen to the podcast yeah that's not true <laughs> but i will say i run into more people who listen to it than i think yeah. than church and things anyways there. come up with a topic let us know yeah i will try and do like one of those question things on our instagram stories where i can just have you guys type in topics yeah um this week but we are like really, really excited to keep doing this podcast. Um, but the reason we're excited about it is because you like of you guys, like we're yeah. using this as a resource. And so we want to make it worth it to you as a resource sure. and do things that you guys are interested in doing. Yeah. And don't, don't try to think about when you're trying to think of like a topic, don't try to think, okay, what, what could I ask them that they have some kind of expertise on to tell us oh, like, we okay. have zero expertise. I want you guys to know, like when we have, when we go through these things and we go through topics, like these are, we try to do a lot of research, we have a lot of time into them. So it's not just like, okay, well, what can Matt and Ileana talk about off the cuff? Like that's just not what we're doing. Maybe someday when we're older. Maybe someday when, when we're, we're adults. Old and when we're finally grown up, we can just do all this <laughs> off the cuff. But we want to be prepared to talk about these things and we want to talk about them well. So if it's a topic that you might think is really hard for us to handle or really heavy, like feel free to send that to us. We're going yeah, to go, we're going to dive into that before we bring it to you guys. And we're going to do our best. Yeah. So if like you just are lazy and don't want to do research on something, Matt can do it for you. <laughs> send in your things and I will do your research. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you want- people are going to send in like t- paper topics. They have to write in school or something. Oh, great. Moody students. I'm looking out for you. Don't do that. <laughs> That's cheating. I'm just kidding. You can cite your source, the Armory <laughs> podcast. Anyway, before we close, I kind of want to leave you guys with a benediction that is found in Romans 8 and is very pertinent to what we talked about today, specifically from Romans 8, uh, verses 38 and 39. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. That's another verse to memorize. So we're really excited that you guys tuned in this week. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to being back on schedule and finally finishing up the series, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.